we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. When we give our lives to Christ and choose to truly live for him, we become targets for the enemy. Ephesians 6 and 11 tries to prep you and says... Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. That means he's going to be scheming. Amen. How many of you know the devil schemes? Oh, have you ever got up off your knees from praying for strength and thanking the Lord and then your phone rang? Wrong person. Wrong person. The devil schemed and planned that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So you have to put on what? The whole thing. So you can stand when the devil schemes against you. Amen. It's the only way you're going to be protected. The devil is defeated when we choose Christ. So as soon as you choose Christ, what God said to the serpent in the garden in Genesis, when he told him that, you know, the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head and your head is going to bruise his heel. All that happens the minute you believe. When you believe and give your life to the Lord, the devil gets kicked in the head. Yes. So he's defeated. So he's going to try everything to lure us away from our commitment to the Lord. So because he is defeated, he's going to try to lure you away so you will feel defeated. First Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant because, vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about doing what? Seeking whom he may. He's walking around pushing all your buttons. Amen. When you get saved, he's pushing all your buttons. The Lord delivered you from stealing. Somebody's wallet just popped out and landed right in front of you. And you start scratching like a crackhead. <laughs> trying not to pick it up. <laughs> nope, the Lord did not bless you. Somebody lost that. Amen. Stay de- Look at somebody say, stay delivered. Stay delivered. Amen. God delivered you from being a drunk. Phone ring. It's Woodrow. He want to go and watch the game. With nothing but liquor. He don't even have water. Liquor come out of his faucets at his house. You know, when God delivers you from being a drunk, you can't drink no more. You can't drink nothing. Why do people die? In moderation. You better get out of here. You was a drunk. You can't drink no more. You blew it. God took your drinking card. You can't drink no more. You don't have that liberty no more. You forfeited that liberty. You used to have a problem stealing. You can't get the bank ever again. You forfeited that. Don't be testing your deliverance in the teller's window. You can't be a teller no more. You can't count money like that. I want you count mine. And don't be scared. God will bless you with another job. Turn it down. Brother, we got to open it at the bank. Oh, no, that's all right. I'll wait on something. I'm going to wait on something else. Amen. Just tell the truth. Why are you in there? 
Call the church members up. Can we pray right quick? What's wrong, man? Just I just need some prayer. Why did you take that shot? Why are you in there with all that money? walking around pushing your buttons. Amen. And women, some of you, you know your temper. So some of the issues you have, you need to let your husband handle it. Yeah, it got quiet then. Yeah, you don't run out in front of him all the time handling stuff. That's what a husband is there for. He's there to protect you and be your covering. You know, you know if you deal with it, it's going to be just crazy. So you let your husband deal. Hide behind his authority. Well, first, give him some authority. (laughs) And then hide behind it. Give him back his authority. And then you hide behind him. Amen. Let him protect you. Because you are a woman, so you need to be covered. Look at someone and say, know yourself. You better know yourself. Amen. As a new creation, we must be attentive and block off avenues that the enemy can use to what? Block off avenues. Delete those phone numbers. Can you delete the phone numbers? Can you delete them? Why are you carrying around everyone you've been knowing for the last 30 years in your phone? Some of those people God's trying to take away from you. You still get in contact with them. And it always wants to help. Oh, I'm getting weak. That's because everybody has your number. Change your number and delete theirs. And watch, watch deliverance come. Watch, watch deliverance. You will be delivered. Get them off Facebook. Quit trying to have more friends than you really have. You can't around everybody because that make you feel better about your friend list. Some of those folks are from hell. They're from another dimension. They're bots. They don't, they don't really exist. You need to delete that stuff and get those folks out your life so you can live right. This is just an old school message. I'm sorry. You need to get rid. Look at somebody say, get rid of them. Look at somebody say, get rid of the dead wood. Get the dead wood out your... Why? Oh, girlfriends, it's not where we ain't together no more. Why are you talking to them? Used to be sexually active with them, and you still... That ain't even the devil. That's dumb. Oh, it got quiet in here. You can't get them saved either. Did you get them saved when you was? <laughs> they wasn't saved then. They ain't getting saved now. All these saved people in here. You don't need nobody else. Call the church sisters or over to the house. Have fun with them. Call the church. Get with the brothers. Y'all play dominoes or something. Get out of your past. Amen. Then be the first one. I can't find no wife. I can't find no one. Brother, you've been finding them for years. You just didn't marry none of them. 
Oh, did I just preach? I preached. I preached. Yeah, 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 I did. I, I just preached. Same thing with women. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no man noticed me. That's because you got all the male friends sitting in the seat of the man that's supposed to come. Ain't no available seat in your life. Ooh. How did I weave all that in new creation? My God today. But y'all know it's the truth. You know it's the truth. Don't come. I'm getting up in the age. I'm, I'm, I'm not knocking on 40. Yeah, you knocking on 40 male friends too. We must be sober minded and protected from the devil's trap. First, you got to be sober minded. That means you got to be thinking soberly. Right? Not under the influence of anything. And, and being under the influence don't mean it's alcohol all the time. It don't mean it's weed. It don't even have to be those kind of drugs. And like I touched on last week, it don't mean it's food either. Degrees of green beans. It don't have to be that either. You can be under the influence of music. Yeah, listening to stuff that's talking about stuff that you can't do. You're under the influence. Uh-oh. Because you keep wanting to do it and you know you can't do it. That's because the music is telling you to do it. And music doesn't need your permission. Music has the power of coercion. It can go into the mind of a man, disturb his conscience without his consent. It doesn't have to ask your permission. It goes in you, sets up shop, and then influences you to do what you can't do so you will feel discontent because you can't have what you don't have. You're under the influence. That's the truth. Look, it's getting quieter and quieter. Because folks want to ride around, ah, man, ain't nothing wrong with this. Yes, it is for you because it's making you want to do stuff that you can't do. All you listen to up in the club, in the club, up club, club in the club, up club, club. Girl looking good in the club. Girl not shaking, shaking, shaking in the club. Look at that club, club. And you know you can't go to the club. You can't go. So why are you listening to it? Just, I mean, just... <laughs> and you can't go so why are you listening to that you can't go I don't listen. See, that's why I don't listen. No, Pastor, I don't listen to the new stuff. See, I listen to the old stuff. You know, the Isley Brothers. And the, between the sheets? And you ain't married? Are you singing by the pillow? Hey, pillow, you look good to me. No, no. You can't, you can't listen to between the sheets. And ain't nothing between your sheets but pillars and old gowns. And things you put on your hair at night. Why are you listening to why are you listening to Rod Osley? <laughs> you need to turn that off. You don't have nobody between the sheets. <laughs> I don't understand. If somebody was to extract those lyrics. From that song and just write them down and tell you to read them, you'd be reading, you'd be like, oh, this is perverted. 
can't read this. This is doing something to my spirit. I'm feeling some kind of way about these words. Oh, but put Ron on it. It don't even sound the same. That's what he's been saying. Yeah, that's what he's saying. And that's why you act like that. The devil took music and influenced a third of God's holy angels to follow his agenda. You know they woke up one day in hell and was like, that's what he was saying. (laughs) Fellowship is very important to a new creation. We draw strength from other like-minded believers and we counter the enemy's voice by hearing the word from our pastor. Ain't that something? You come in here, the devil talked to you yesterday and the preacher is countering what he said right now. Ain't that something how that works? And it's not the same as listening to it on the radio. When you in here, it's different. Conviction just happens in here. It's almost like because there's so many and so much conviction, it's thicker. It's the fellowship. The fellowship, because you go to looking at folks and thinking, man, I better act right before one of these folks see me acting the fool. Yeah. That's why fellowship, that's why God built the church. So they could all be of one mind, one like mind, a high mind. That was God's idea. Collective consciousness, that was God's idea. But it's supposed to happen with his word in the church. We're supposed to all have our minds like Christ's mind. Let that mind that is in Christ Jesus, what? Be in me. Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by what? Man, your walk is contingent upon you hearing the word of God. You need to, look at somebody say, you need to hear it. Yeah, you need to hear it. You can't downplay church. And I have to keep deleting them bots that keep coming on the page. Yeah, church. God don't need a church to do what he's going to do. God don't need to. Then why did, he, why did he set it up? Why did he make a church? Why did he say the gates of hell will not prevail against his church? Why did he say upon Peter, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'm going to build my church? Why did he build a church? Well, this ain't the church age no more. Since when? But we're supposed to be in here in fellowship according to the Bible. Forsake not the assembling of ourselves. Some apostles, some pastors, some prophets, some teachers, some preachers. God set the order and it works. You don't get convicted like this outside of church. You just don't. Am I telling the truth? When you hear preaching in the church, oh my goodness, I have to repent. So you need to hear the word of God. It's very important. The devil will continue to walk around us trying to seek a way to defeat us. This continual warfare warrants the constant reinforcement of like-minded believers as well as the preached word to undergird us. It warrants it. You need this. Proverbs 27 and 17. Iron does what? Sharpeneth iron so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Iron sharpens iron. You need to be around like-minded believers to keep you like-minded. You need to be around like-minded believers to keep you believing. Yeah, when you're weak, you draw strength from like-minded believers. That's power in numbers. 
It's the same spiritually when we all are serving God. And we have an environment where we're trying to live right. Man, if you plant yourself in there, you're going to be trying to live right. You can tell the folks that don't want to try to live right, they don't show up to nothing. They don't want to be with the numbers. Brother, I need you, man. You need to come to the fellowship here. Well, you know, man, I, I, I already know why you a job sucker. You don't want to be around no men that's going to hold you accountable. Man, I'm preaching in this place. The voice of a good leader combats the lure of emotional decisions and protects us from making choices that could harm us and our families. Just the voice of a good. What is a leader that can't lead? That's what I was trying to tell the dude on the Internet. Dude, your wife done went and pledged to demons. You're a bad leader. I mean, she just did what she want to do. I can't stop her because you suck as a leader. You're terrible. You are horrible. Go to some churches and there's more gay men than straight men. That's a bad leader. They playing shaft to march the choir in. That's a bad leader. <laughs> Colossians 1 and 28. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may what? Present every man perfect. This is what we're preaching about. Warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom. That's what a preacher does. A good leader preaches it and we all try to do it. Right? You leave out of here feeling charged up for the week, don't you? Charged up, I'm ready for the devil. Oh, bring him on Monday. Then around Thursday, who when is Sunday coming? <laughs> Need to get charged up again. And there's nothing wrong with being charged up by this fellowship. That's what if there's a strength in numbers. Amen. When they show the heroes on the on the in the in the uh, the, the announcements, they show the heroes all the men. Hero, hero! Here's some single women here. That, that that's the only thing they come for. <laughs> yes, one day, one day it's gonna be on. I'm gonna have one of those. <laughs> Just the yell of men and that testosterone. <laughs> heroes. Yeah, it's a strength in numbers. Amen. I wouldn't want to be in no church with no men. All the women, the women doing that. Went to one church, woman got my backpack. Oh, you ready to go? I said, Igor? No. Kid, why are you carrying my back? Oh, I'm the armor bearer. That's my job. Girl, you better put my backpack back. Why? And why you grip it up like that? You ready? What? There's no men here to do this. Went to one church, and, and you know, I went by myself. I think I think I was in. I, I forgot where I was, and and the product box was coming up. You know, we shipped the product. It was coming up through the conveyor at the airport, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's my box. Oh, I'll go get it." The woman, she scooped that box up. I didn't even ask her for it. I was like, "All right, look like you got a good grip on that," but she need a man. You need to be holding a man like that. I know box of product. 
Where's your husband? We need to keep these roles defined, man. That's a man's job. Amen. Now, none of you, there ain't no women in here too far gone to know. Isn't that a man's job lifting heavy stuff? Amen. Your uterus look like a fist. You keep lifting junk like that. You ain't supposed to be lifting heavy stuff. That's a man's job. <laughs> Move on. I'm going crazy. <laughs> Conviction leads to what? Repentance. So when the word of God is preached and you get convicted, it's going to lead to what? Repent. If you're saved, you don't push conviction away. When you're saved, all it takes is conviction. When you're convicted, oh, I better stop before God kill me. A- am I telling the truth? When you save, conviction works. See, folks that's not saved, they don't know what it is. So it's like, man, I'm feeling some kind of way about what I just did, but I don't understand it, so I'll keep doing it. That's because they're not saved. But when you save and you do it, you're like, boom, 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 boom. I need to get this right. You'll get down on your knees in a grocery store. It's like you're trying to get something off the bottom shelf. Conviction leads to repentance. Amen. This is why we must place an authority in our lives to teach and preach truth that bypasses our emotional and bypasses our emotions and convicts our what? Heart. So you don't put a preacher in your life that's going to preach what you want to hear. Then he's only catering to your emotions and no conviction will come. He'll make you feel sorry for yourself when you do stuff so that you won't be convicted. Preaching that old watered down junk. Nobody's convicted. You don't even feel bad when you sin. Matter of fact, if it hadn't have been for what happened to me when I was young, I wouldn't be going around here doing this stuff. What? What about the folks you doing it to now? It's got to be conviction. Because conviction is going to lead to what? Repentance, John 8 and 9. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even until the last. These were the men that brought the lady that was caught in adultery. They brought in and it was getting ready to stone her. Jesus preached. And when he preached to them, they got what? They got convicted. They went to dropping rocks and leaving. That's what the Bible said. Beginning at the eldest. Yeah, anybody throw a rock at Jesus, they threw the rock to the ground. It's like, well, we better leave her alone. Because the word has come and it has convicted us. Amen. That's what the word of God does. It convicts us and makes us do something. Conviction is supposed to make you do something else other than what you was getting ready to do. The gospel is our only guide. So we must take hearing the word and actively fellowshipping what? Man, you better take it. This opportunity you have to come here and hear this kind of gospel, you better take it seriously. You don't take it for granted. Because there is a famine in the land. And it's rare to have someone to preach it the way it's written. It's rare. Amen. It's rare. So you don't know, you don't take it for granted. You better take it seriously. Amos 8 and 11. 
God said, behold, the day is going to come, saith the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Y'all believe that that famine is here now? It's here. Even when you try to speak out, the hive mind comes against you. Makes you feel bad for telling the truth. It's a famine. We must be careful to hold our time of worship in high regard so that our family will have confidence in its benefit. When we discredit it, those around us will what? Lose faith in it. So have your children excited about coming to church. Excited about being with like-minded believers. But you have to act excited. Every time the phone rings, oh, that's one of them ABC. Boy, ABC folk crazy. They are a bunch of crazy losers. Oh, I can't stand ABC. Whatever, whatever. And your little daughter, she's just listening to you. And you just, oh, the ABC. You on the phone. Oh, sister's a baby. I heard, I see what she had on. Oh, I see a uh, uh, G crit. Look at his head, big old head. Uh huh, yeah, this uh, I mean, they just, I just, and your kid just growing up, growing up, older and older listening to you. Right when they're at the age where they can make a decision, they're going to make this decision. Because you discredited the whole process. Instead of making it something, showing the benefit of it in your own life, you trounced on it. So your children don't have no confidence in it. I know I'm teaching. Second Peter 3 and 17. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, Fall from your own what? Fall from your own steadfastness. Summary. Man, this was a good message. I'm tired. There's a great falling away taking place. How many of you know that? Man, when they used to tell us about the falling away, I, I, you know how you pictured it. You pictured it different than it's really happening. You didn't know it was going to be folks in your life falling away. Like believe what you believe. Stood on it. And it just, man, what are you talking about? Well, man, you know, I've been reading, I've been studying and see, I found out that the white man, brother, how many times you've been discriminated against in your whole life? I mean, we ain't talking about me. Who are we talking about? You made a sign and you've never been, you, you out there protesting and you've never been discriminated against? People that once believed are falling away in droves. However, this is not just a sudden occurrence, y'all. These people were systematically drawn away from the truth because of what? Bad you can make so many bad choices until the truth don't sound good no more because it means you got to make too many, too many changes to line up with it. Bad choices drew them away. So instead of in their youth listening to truth and trying to line their lives up, they wait till they got old doing dumb stuff. Man, they feel it's too much to correct. Systematically drawn away. When they knew they needed to plant themselves in a good fellowship, they did not. I'm going to preach this. 
When they had the opportunity to do things God's way, they refused. When God placed a true leader in their life to guide them, they shunned him. Consequently, they failed to undergird themselves and fell victim to the enemy. Nobody's waking up and going crazy. Do you hear me? Nobody's waking up and going crazy. That was a process of denying the things that could have helped them over time. A good fellowship could have kept conviction present so they would not be able to easily do the wrong thing. If conviction is present, you can't just go do whatever you want to do without feeling convicted. I hate when people say that. That's why I don't go to church. All the preachers corrupt. That's That's not why you don't go. You don't go because conviction is there. And if you put conviction in your life, you're going to have trouble with your own agenda. You're going to have trouble executing your sin when there's conviction. A good pastor could have preached the importance of marriage and family to them each week so that they would continue to invest in them. Invest in the truth. A good pastor, if a pastor, a preacher's supposed to be up preaching marriage. See, that's all right. Yeah, so I, I had these guys tell them, I don't like that church because pastor just be pushing marriage so much. He pushed that. Well, that's the answer to the problem. Folks will stay married and, and, and act right. The children won't be crazy. And by preaching that, you get mad at your husband. You hate his guts. And you come in church and hear the word. You go home. Oh, baby. Hey. <laughs> Conviction. Amen. Am I telling the truth? But if you had an argument with her and you start, after you finish arguing, you start thinking stuff like, man, I think I just married the wrong woman. Then you come in church and hear the preacher preaching, bro, that was your decision. Amen. And love is relative. You can fall in love with this microphone. You hold it and preach at it long enough. <laughs> love is relative. She'll look good to you if you let her. You want her to look good? Yes. It's all relative anyway. But if you hear that preaching, then you'll stick with it. Let me make this work. Let me fix this. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me give it a shot. Amen. Oh, but if the pastor done divorced two, three times and he ain't, you know, now y'all don't know me. I, you know, I, I ain't really had no success in no marriage. I ain't preached no marriage, you know, but, you know, but the Lord said. <laughs> That's why you got to keep conviction there. Is that making sense to you? A good pastor could have preached the importance of marriage and family. To them every week so that they would continue to invest in them. A unified body of believers could have yielded them peer support so their children could have like-minded friends to grow up with. A lot of these young folks' problem is they can't, that their friends are crazy. That's why you need the fellowship. So we can all be going through the same thing and dealing with the same stuff with the same word. Hearing the word in a fellowship setting keeps us on track and keeps us uh, and helps us avoid the snares of the enemy. We are not strong enough alone. You hear me? You know you. How many of you are strong enough alone? You know you're not. You need, how many of you need help? I need help with myself. How many of you need help with yourself? You're not strong enough alone. That's why God put us all together. This is why the enemy continues to fight against us coming together and being around like-minded believers. In order for us to truly remain new creations, we must be strengthened and secured by the church that God 
did what? That God established. First, see, devil didn't want us to read the word. Just go to the last one. Yeah. First Timothy 4 and 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall what? They're going to depart from the faith, giving heed to demons. Demons. Cern demons. New demons. It's so funny. You can go back 30 years and there were different demons. People were doing demonic stuff, but they were doing it differently. Differently. Now everything is attacking the validity of the word. Everything. They're coming out with this new movie called The Shack. And this new movie, I think it's coming out in May 2017. It's going to attack the Bible like no other movie has ever attacked the Bible. It's going to attack the Bible in a way that most people that don't read the Bible, they're not going to know. They're going to believe it. They're going to be having the Bible studies, you know, just like, what was that movie? The the War Room. It's going to be worse than that. And they're not going to even know that it's contaminated New Age doctrine. Because it's going to sound so much like right. That's how the gospel is attacked now. It's attacked from within. It's different. It's different demons. People taking the Bible and adding something to it. Taking the word and changing the origin of it. Now the spirit uh, speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Having their what? Conscience seared with a hot That means they can do you wrong and think they're doing right. They can do God wrong and sleep like a baby. The conscience is seared. Yeah, but the Bible said all this stuff would come to pass in the last times. People would turn into hypocrites. People would go crazy. People would depart from the faith. Not only are they going to leave the faith, but they're going to accept the doctrines of devils seduced by spirits that's where we are right now that's why you got to make some good choices everybody stand to your feet good choices good choices good choice you know i thank god for abc because a large majority of the population of this church did just that you moved here from somewhere else so that you could put yourself in a place where you could be convicted Grow and do things better than they may have been done before you. And there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, there's a whole lot right with that. Because you knew you. And you knew that if I put myself where I could really get the help I need, I'm going to be better. Desperate times calls calls for desperate measure sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to take a look at your life. And you have to make sure that you're closing these doors and that you're putting yourself in the place you need to be so that not another year goes by and you stay the way you are. Some of these struggles I don't want anymore. I want them to be gone once and for all. You have to do that. So you plant yourself, you put yourself, you put an authority in your life, you put conviction in your life, you put those things in your life that you need to keep you on the right track. And you'll be what God wants you to be. Amen.
You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.